In the blue corner, six pounds lighter, flush with ketones and having the keto dragon breath of death. From Hong Kong, your host, Fabian Gruber. And in the red corner, we have nobody. It looks like Fabian will be sparring for himself in this week's episodes of Shadow Boxing. This is Life Sparring Round 3. Let's go. Hi there, welcome to another round of live sparring. You heard it from Thomas in the intro, there is no interview guest today. It's just me, your host Fabian. Or in the words of Blackpink's Jenny, Bitch, none on solo, I'm going solo, lo, 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 lo. Sorry for my horrible Korean and my misguided attempt to sing. I know, in the description of the podcast it says that this show is an interview format and that's also still the plan. After all, this is the live sparring podcast, and sparring requires two participants. The first two episodes uh, of the show were quite well received, and I got some feedback, mostly positive, but some people said they wanted to hear more of me. So be careful what you ask for, you might actually get it. When I do an interview show, I focus on my guests. I invite them because they're more knowledgeable in an area I'm interested in, and because I want to hear their story. So I deliberately limit my airtime and I only ask questions or add some context if I think it is important for your listeners out there. There might be interview shows that become more of a discussion between the guest and me, but this is something that is hard to plan for and yeah, it just ha has to happen organically. So I was thinking how to accommodate both, keeping the podcast generally an interview show and sharing more about myself. Solution? I'm adding an occasional solo podcast. If the feedback is positive, I can see myself doing one of these solo shadow boxing rounds once per month. Sharing a bit more detailed what gadgets, apps or hacks I'm experimenting with and what I'm reading or maybe what I just have learned. This is definitely a bit of an experiment like everything around this podcast and I will have to walk a fine line between sharing and oversharing and I'm absolutely aware that this format could end up fairly cringeworthy. But let's give it a try. And yeah, you guys tell me what you think after you listen to the episode. As this is the first solo episode of Live Sparring, and we are overall just three rounds into the show, you might not be super familiar with me and Live Sparring yet. So I think it makes sense to take some time today and explain a little bit how we all got here. Before there was a Live Sparring podcast, there was a live sparring blog. So you can still find it, it's still there, I'm still writing. Livesparring.com slash blog, live sparring with a hyphen. The blog came about in 2015. At that time I had just graduated from an MBA program at the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology with an exchange semester at Cornell's Johnson School of Business in 2014. MBAs are somewhat of a controversial topic. I don't believe that an MBA is necessary for everyone. For me, it made a lot of sense. I had spent my career prior to the MBA working in startups and medium-sized family-owned businesses, and I was lacking any of those big names that give you a CV credibility in, a, in the eyes of a recruiter. Recruiters, they just need reference points so that they know that you have a certain level. SMEs are also notoriously bad in providing feedback to their management staff. So I was nine years into my management career and I never had gotten any form of structured assessment or review. For me, the two years of my MBA journey at HKUST and at Cornell was amazing. 
was a time of constant growth and self-discovery. While till this day I possibly haven't received a classical return on investment on my MBA fees, I believe that every dollar I spent on the MBA education was worth it. If I had to sum it up in a single word, what I got out of my MBA, it would be confidence. Being top of the class in GPA in Hong Kong as well as at Cornell was my confirmation that I could hang with the talented people from big companies like McKinsey, Goldman Sachs, Apple or Amazon. That helped me a lot to deal with this imposter syndrome that managers so often struggle with. After all, management is a pretty lonely pursuit and it's not always clear what your contribution to the success of the company actually is. Enjoying my MBA that much had one major drawback. I was absolutely miserable after graduating. What I realized at that time was that to be happy in life, I need the feeling of developing at least in one of the areas of my life. May it be career, personal development, health and fitness, or even my relationship. But I needed this feeling of movement, of progress, growth. The MBA was constant personal growth. And after I graduated, I felt completely stuck with everything. I experienced something like a mini quarter life crisis. And it took me almost a year to find a way to get myself out of that slump. And this way out was starting LifeSparring.com. The idea of life sparring was simple, documenting my personal battle with mediocrity, using the blog as a way to hold myself accountable and possibly inspiring a few people along the way. Of course, I secretly hoped and I still hope to grow a big following, but in principle, the project was always set up in a way that it was a sure win. By producing content based on my self-optimizing experiments and lessons learned, I already won, even if no one would ever see my content. I can't exactly remember how I came up with the term life sparring, but it was hugely influenced by me starting to spar on a regular base in my Muay Thai gym. I was not talented, I was pretty bad, I started uh, Muay Thai late, but sparring with somebody was like such an awesome experience. I mean, I was afraid going into the ring putting myself out there, getting punched in the face and kicked. But at the same time, I grew so much just putting myself uh, into that vulnerable position. And this is what I wanted to capture with the blog too. To have this growth experiences more often and not just in a ring. So when I came up with this idea of life sparring, I was just astonished that apparently nobody ever had that idea because... All the domains were still up for grabs. So I registered lifesparing.com, lifesparing.co.uk, lifesparing.de, some variants with and without hyphen. Yeah, so apparently nobody ever had this idea of using the term like this. And I remember that when I found the name and when I registered the domains, that was the moment where I also was 100% sure that I would go ahead with the blog and that I would not give up with it. It was just something that connected with me at that moment. And yeah, I registered the domains uh, and started building the page on a Squarespace platform in August of 2015. And I went live in October. Since then, a lot of things have happened. I changed my job twice. I uh, now work in the e-commerce space. I got married. I bought a small house and I kept blogging. So over the past five years, life sparing was always with me. It was a, it's a hobby after all still. It's a passion project. I'm not making money with it. 
maybe one day I will. Yeah, but I just, it just became part of me and part of my personal brand. The blog itself had a few special moments, but it never had the big breakthrough. I would say it served its purpose because, as I said originally, it was always meant to be a sure win project. It was meant to push myself to develop and to grow. And I can say with full confidence that that really happened. I think without life sparing, I would not be the same person that I am right now. I would not have had the successes also in my career that I had. And I would be much less brave than I am today. So in this spirit, I decided to start the podcast at the end of 2020. Long-form written content is great for SEO. Like Google loves my articles and brings a lot of traffic to them, even long time after they are published. But the problem is that just too many people don't have the patience to read a long article like I'm writing them. So with the podcast, I hope to reach a broader audience of people, create more interaction with guests and with listeners. And at the same time, it's still a long-form entertainment. And I believe in long-form content because... I think that the trend to try to shorten everything into a tiny message, uh, clickbait, is just not good. I think the most interesting stuff is a bit buried uh, under headlines and to dig deep, you need your time. In a way, starting this podcast brings me full circle because when I started the blog, Life Sparring, I was thinking about doing a podcast, but then decided in favor of the long form blog just because I thought it was the easier way to start and get experience. I also lack confidence in my voice. I never liked my voice very much. I never had the confidence in it. So it took me a few side gigs as voice actor to gain a bit more confidence. And yeah, I think just also to get a little bit more brave and say, be it. I might not have the voice of Barack Obama, but I have something to say. And that's possibly even more important. So the podcast is pretty much the logical extension of the blog. I'm not trying to replace the blog. I'm trying to do things on the podcast that are difficult to do in a blog entry, like interacting with guests. It's very difficult to get somebody to co-write a long article with you and to have a little bit more free-flowing interaction also with my guests and with you listeners out there. I will still try to keep blogging, but maybe in a reduced frequency and at the same time provide additional content here with the blog. As I said, the main concept is still doing interviews, but yeah, now there will also be solo episodes. Topic-wise, we will cover similar topics that the blog is covering, basically everything that's loosely related to self-improvement. Now, reoccurring topics that I enjoy and like to dive in are things like the quantified self-movement, self-experiments, health, productivity, career management, building a personal brand, and a lot of other things. So if you have some authority in any of those topics, or you know someone you really would like to see on the show, send me a message and we try to make it happen. That much for the backstory and how we got here. Maybe a few words about myself. If you don't know it yet, I'm Fabian, originally from Germany. I'm 42 years old, marathon aged. I live in Hong Kong for the past 14 years and have been 
running companies here, mostly for European family-owned businesses or startups uh, in the toy industry. And now I'm working in e-commerce. Life sparring is my biggest hobby. Other than that, I enjoy trail running, hiking, occasionally still Muay Thai, kickboxing, reading, and yeah, eating a good steak now and then. So that was a fairly long intro, but I think it made sense at this point in the podcast. Anyway, I think we can move on to more current topics. As I said previously, I want to do the solo shadow boxing exercises uh, on a regular basis. So I was thinking about creating a few recurring segments to the show. So with that being said, let's get straight into what's on and popping. The segment where I will talk about the things I'm currently obsessing about. First up, keto. You heard it from Thomas in the intro. After stuffing myself with too much high-carb baked goods over the holidays, I started the year with another bout of extreme low-carb dieting. Having done periods in ketosis a bunch of time now, I have a bit of experience. So I try to scale down my OCD a little bit. This time I don't measure my food, I don't count macros. I just stay very disciplined with what I'm eating and drinking. So far I managed to stay in ketosis for the first three weeks of the year and I lost about uh, 3 kg, like roughly six and a half pounds, all while feeling pretty great. Still related to this, I got two new pieces of Chinese health tech uh, end of the year. I bought them off uh, AliExpress. The first one is a cheap ketone breathalyzer for just 28 US dollar. Of course, I didn't expect from the breathalyzer the same accuracy as I would from the gold standard blood test via Abbott Freestyle Precision Neo. But sometimes being able to test more frequently is just more important than accuracy. At the end, I measure ketones not to keep score or anything, just to make sure that I reach ketosis and still stay in ketosis. I also bought a urine analyzer that does a complete renal panel, including ketones. This machine was a bit more expensive, 129 bucks. There was a similar device that even measured more items, so my machine um, measures 11 um, different testing items. There's one that measures 19 and it has a fancy Bluetooth connection to your mobile phone, but I didn't think that was necessary and yeah, I just wanted to give it a try first. To do the urine test, first you have to pee into a cup. I repurposed a Coke bottle that I cut into half for this. Pro tip, don't cut yourself on the edges. Then you dip a test strip into the testing matter, dry it up, with some toilet paper and then you run the strip through the analyzer. I guess that I'm doing this at home finally qualifies me as a quantified self-nerd. The sticks in the machine cover 11 test items, pretty much the same stuff that your doctor puts on your test report if you do a health check. For me, the most interesting parameters urine ketones and I was very happy to see that my urine ketone values matched mostly with the data from the breathalyzer. So that was one of the purpose while I wanted to try both out at the same time to see if the machines are working. I was also very interested in specific gravity. I want to use it as a proxy for hydration. I always struggled with hydration and so far I'm lacking a good way to measure hydration. I'm actually planning to dedicate one of the next life sparing rounds to the topic of renal health and urine analysis. I think health prevention is very important and I think those kind of tests can easily be done at home. And we should not wait for a doctor to diagnose us 
with a health problem if we are able maybe to spot early signs through regular testing. Changing gears a bit, another thing that I'm at the moment completely obsessed about is the voice-only social media app Clubhouse. I'm not sure if you're already familiar with it. Clubhouse is still in beta mode at the moment and it's only available for iOS and it's still invite-only. I was lucky to get an invite in yeah, middle of January and have spent uh, maybe too much time on the app already. If you haven't tried it out yourself, let me just give you the brief summary. On Club there are no chat windows. You just have a simple profile with a picture. You can follow other people. They can follow you back. And then there are events that work like podium discussions. Somebody sets up a room and is the moderator. He or she can appoint other moderators. And those moderators decide who can come on stage and speak. As a member of the audience, you can raise your hand, but unless somebody calls you up to the stage, you can't talk, you can't scream into the room or disrupt it. Everything on Clubhouse is live. There are no recordings. So you're kind of forced to jump into rooms when they happen. And all these feature limitations and the hype and closed beta led to a very interesting experience. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it so far. There are a lot of high-level discussions, sometimes with really prominent guests. A lot, of course, from the venture capital space. They were very early adopters. But if you want to learn about online marketing, about Amazon, about podcasting, there's just so much content and so much knowledge out there. And yeah, especially in smaller rooms, you have the chance to get to stage, ask your questions, get replies. It's really an amazing new format. Let's see what the future will bring. It definitely has some problems. I think it's already very difficult to find interesting content. If you follow a lot of people, you just constantly get uh, in, like you guys constantly get notices um, of new rooms starting, people that you're following being on stage, etc. It's just too much. And at the same time, it's difficult to find other interesting topics. And I think this special atmosphere that was had over the past few weeks will be difficult to scale because yeah the very big prominent speakers might get bored at one point and tired of answering the same questions at the same time you already see that there's a bunch of people who just want to fill their sales funnel and yeah, try to get you eventually to sign up to courses that they are selling etc etc but yeah try it out yourself or follow me at live sparring without a hyphen, of course. And if you still need an invite, holler at me. I might still have one or two left. I think we covered pretty much what's on and popping. So let's move to the next segment. Food for thought. If you're a bit familiar with the live sparring blog, you know that food for thought is the name of an annual blog post that I have done in the last five years. It's usually posted at the end of the year and it summarizes the books that I have read in the outgoing year. And it highlights the best five books I read. In the monthly Food for Thought podcast segment, I thought I'd cover what I'm currently reading and maybe also what articles just blew my mind. So let's get straight into the current books on my nightstand. Well, actually, there's my Kindle on the nightstand. I read most of my books electronically these days. First up, is the 30th anniversary edition of Stephen R. Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. 
I read about it and I knew the seven principles, but I really never read the book. And I only got it end of last year when the anniversary edition came out. I should have read it much earlier, and though should you. And everyone else, as far as I'm concerned. The Seven Habits is really a book that should be on every high school colloquium. It is easy to read and the Seven Habits and all their simplicity are just a great foundation to build your life on. The Seven Habits have aged well. I mean, 30 years later, the book and the principles are as relevant as ever. Especially in our current world where so many things seem to be out of our control, going back to the fundamental principles of how we want to live our life is really helpful. So be proactive, begin with the end in mind, put first things first and start reading the seven habits of highly effective people. The other book I'm currently reading is the book of images by Rainer Maria Rilke. Rilke was a Bohemian Austrian writer and poet who lived from 1875 to 1926. About two years ago, I started reading the complete edition of Rilke's works as one of my long-term reading projects. So reading projects are books or book series that I read not to enjoy them, but because I believe I should read them. Usually this is a major commitment and, yeah, as I said, not always completely enjoyable. The Book of Images is a collection of Wilke's poems written between 1902 and 1906, so still relatively in, a, in an earlier period. And to be honest, I struggle with Wilke's early poetry. There are occasionally sentences that I really admire, like the way they are constructed. So I'm reading them in German, by the way. But overall, I just don't get it. I guess I'm just better wired for prose than for poetry. I really enjoyed Rilke's short stories, as morbid as most of them were. But yeah, let's see, maybe the later works will change my opinion. I still have about 20% left in his works until I complete it. If you want to follow what I'm reading, just look me up on the Goodreads app. I update whenever I start or finish a book and occasionally also write a short review. Besides books, I always enjoy good articles. Two fascinating articles I recently read were published on Wired magazine and dealt with the mysterious case of Mostly Harmless, a hiker who was found dead on the Appalachian Trail in 2018. In the first article called A Nameless Hiker and the Case the Internet Can't Crack, author Nicholas Thompson dives deep into the fascinating case. The article received a lot of attention when it was published uh, in November 2020. And as so often in the information age, the internet eventually cracked the case of the nameless hiker. Thompson just uh, published a follow-up piece, I think on January 12th, called The Unsettling Truth About the Mostly Harmless Hiker. It's at least as fascinating and haunting as the original piece. I wouldn't call it exactly light entertainment, but yeah, it's, it's pretty deep and I would really recommend it. I guess that was enough food for thought for the moment. Before I end this solo episode, let's look a bit forward what I'm trying to achieve in the upcoming weeks. With the gym still closed at least the mid of February, I have been hitting the trails a bit more. I even signed up for a virtual trail race that includes a 25km and a 50km race, both I have to complete by middle of March. I hope between now and Chinese New Year in February the weather gets a bit colder again so that I can do a decent time for my standards. Till end of January, I also plan to stay in ketosis. 
After that, I will switch to a more moderate low-carb diet and see how it goes. I definitely still want to lose more weight and work on my body composition this year. As for podcasting, I hope to keep the bi-weekly cadence. I'll try to publish a new episode every other Tuesday. And if you want to be part of the show, if you have comments, ideas, questions, or for example, want to share your favorite articles of the month, go to lifesparring.com slash podcast and leave us a voice message on the show note page of the current round. I've said it before, this whole show today, the whole format uh, is based on feedback that I received after the first few episodes. So yeah, keep the feedback coming and I can work on the format and yeah, make the show more interesting for you. Being so busy with the podcast and clubhouse, I neglected writing a bit, but I still hope to at least get the article I'm currently working on from shitty first draft stage to something I can publish over the next one or two weeks. And with that being said, I think I wrap up this round of Life Sparing Shadowboxing Edition. This was Life Sparing Round 3 Shadowboxing, January 2021, with me, your host, Fabian Gruber. As usual, Life Sparing is produced by Thomas Latter. Intro and outro beat are by Marquesi Producer. More info about Life Sparing and this episode including all links, gadgets, and resources mentioned in the show, you can find at lifesparing.com slash podcast. Lifesparing with a hyphen. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a like wherever you're getting your podcast from. I hope you join us again for the next round of Lifesparing. Until then, stay healthy, keep your hands up, and protect yourself at all times. Music